Disney Goes Grim. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. If you think I'm tasty and you want my body, come on, Hansel, take a bite. I'm not eating anymore. You're disgusting. I said take another bite. From Edward Scissorhands to Beetlejuice to The Nightmare Before Christmas, the dark and magical world Tim Burton creates is iconic. However, his version of the classic Brothers Grimm tale of Hansel and Gretel and the unlikely pairing with the Disney Channel wasn't as well-received as his future creations would be. We're talking about Tim Burton's Hansel and Gretel on the Disney Channel that aired only once. It's a good sign when it airs only once. I watched it to get prepared, and I it was too early in the morning for this. <laughs> it was... Very surreal, very jarring, I guess. It's a combination of stop motion animation, actual acting, actual actors Mm -hmm. in combination with it. And it is, it's nuts. Early in his career, Burton worked as an animator and artist for Disney. One creation born from that pairing was the live action short film, and essentially his version of Hansel and Gretel. The bizarre retelling of this fairy tale would air only once. October 31st, 1983. Missed the Halloween mark by a little bit, but we're in that season. We're in the spooky season, right? Yeah, we'll do spooky year-round. You know what we'll also do year-round? Break. It cost $116,000 in 1983. Today's money, that's what, 10 mil? Yeah, that seems about right. 10, 15 mil? It's interesting to think of Tim Burton animation in the 80s. Like, I can, it's hard for me to go back there when I just think of, what it is right now expensive and his relationship with disney was never great Mm -hmm. his vision and their vision even though you know disney had some pretty avant-garde content in a way depending on how you see it and look back on it Mm -hmm. all things considered considering how safe they keep that brand yeah how much money they make for better or for worse is always done his own thing. Definitely. And I think he, I just rewatched Beetlejuice and. Same. I just. Yeah. I actually watched it essentially for the first time. I'm not a Tim Burton <laughs> fan or not. Uh, culturally, I'm interested, but I'm not a fan of that stuff. Interesting. I grew up on Beetlejuice yeah. and it, Edward Scissorhands, like that stuff. I loved that stuff. And I think it got more and more away from me as I got older and as his stuff became more commercially viable. But just reading the history of Beetlejuice and him having to convince every, essentially everybody to get involved in this bizarre, bizarre movie with an insane script. I was watching it with someone who'd never seen it before and they were like, what is this? So again, Harkening back to that time and thinking about Disney, who does really well taking intellectual property and making it a hit, and Tim Burton, who does a good job at making bizarre into not even profitable, but like somewhat marketable, but they don't always mix. So consisted of novice Asian actors exclusively. So it's Hmm. live action. And then it's mixed with stop motion. Like you could probably imagine the set pieces. It tells the story of Hansel and Gretel, but also not really. If yeah. you didn't know it was called Hansel and Gretel, you'd be like, this seems familiar, but I don't know what this is. And some of it is actually 
terrifying in a way that if you watched The Wizard of Oz as a kid mm-hmm. and weren't prepared for what you were going to see, in that kind of in that realm. It's a really dark story, which is why I can imagine Disney didn't adapt it until that time and probably haven't hasn't since. And he's he kept pretty faithful to the Brothers Grimm version of it in, in, in a sense. Yeah, it's a pretty... I'm sure Disney loved that. It's colorful but drab at the same time. As you can imagine, things are melting Yeah, yeah, there's like right. candy houses and a dark woods and witches and just eating children is usually not like Disney's, like, jam, I would say. Probably not good for its target demo. According to ScreenRant.com... The short is quite faithful to the original Brothers Grimm tale, despite odd quirks like a kung fu battle between the title duo and the witch, who uses candy cane nunchucks. What? There's also a character called Dan the Gingerbread Man, who sings an odd cover of Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy? and wants Hansel to eat him. (laughs) I gotta watch this. The film was considered lost, and some question if it actually ever existed. Hansel and Gretel resurfaced at the Museum of Modern Art as part of a Tim Burton exhibition from November 22nd, 2009 to April 26th, 2010. A 34-minute version of the film, which is what I saw, was uploaded to YouTube in 2014, although it's speculated that there's a 45-minute version out there somewhere. Give me those lost 15 minutes. It's interesting, though, that this commercial failure shown via Disney by way of this giant machine is panned and then it gets to go to MoMA and be critically lauded by the art community. It's speculated. I don't know if it's true that part of the reason why it was only aired once is, or at least not resurfaced until 20 plus years after, is because Tim Burton wasn't crazy about it. He was embarrassed mm-hmm. by it. Sometimes you're, as an artist, as artists ourselves. Sure. When I look, we look back at the early episodes of Ghost Town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're comparing ourselves to tim burton and disney together absolutely equating it you look back and you're like okay so we've learned a couple of things Mm -hmm. it is what it is yeah it's a a moment in time and sometimes it can be appreciated in hindsight yeah at an art museum better than disney better than tim burton our first episodes needed a little more (laughs) rod stewart i guess that's what we're trying to say do you think i'm sexy don't answer that we don't want to (laughs) know 